That's right, everybody. It's time for another episode of Model Railroad Talk. And by now, I, I'm betting you can guess I'm your host, The Bandit. Uh, today, we are talking about one thing and one thing only. Um, well, we may go off to the side a little bit with it, but, you know, hey. Um, so we are going to be talking about uh, operations, but not direct, you know, like not getting into, okay, are you using car cards and stuff like that? We are talking about operations, uh, basically operating beyond the basement. So it should be a really, really, really good episode. A lot of information. Um, so um, let's get this show on the tracks all right folks and that's a wrap i'm just kidding had to keep you on your toes like wait what we just that's it. Wow. No. <clears throat> so this, I've been kind of thinking about this episode, um, for quite a while now. I know we've talked about it in earlier episodes, like, uh, when you're in your planning stages, um, of you have to think, I, uh, was it the last episode or the episode before we were talking about, um, or within the last few episodes, um, for the record today, I have no notes. Um, I worked all day, got home and I need to, get an episode ready for you guys. <clears throat> and, uh, but anyways, we have, we've talked about, uh, getting, setting up your railroad in the planning stages or even in the building stages of getting it ready for, um, what kind of operations. Um, like we said in our intro, this is not going to be, um, a how to as far as, um, you know, are we going to, or are you going to do car cards, waybills, uh, switch lists, timetable that we're not going to dive into that this episode. Um, <clears throat> this is going to be more about, um, getting it ready or beyond getting ready. I guess this is something that you should think about. Um, yeah, while this would be done, should be done, I guess, in my opinion, in the building stage, but it can be done after the fact, um, you, you know, so on and so forth. But, but yeah, this isn't going to be an episode on, you know, the difference between waybills and car cards and, you know, switch lists and stuff like that. But, <clears throat> um, this is operating or operation, I guess is what they call beyond the basement. Now there's that I know of, I'm sure there's people out there that have created their own systems, um, outside of the two that I'm doing today or talking about today. <clears throat> um, not saying these are the, the, you know, these are the right way or the wrong way or, you know, or nothing like that. These are, these are two things that I have done in the past. Well, one I've done in the past. Um, and I'm planning on doing, hopefully operating both ways, um, on my railroad. Um, 
So to start out, what is operation or operating beyond the basement? Um, basically, it's operating your railroad like the real railroads do. So I know Alan Keller did a, um, uh, oh, I, I, I'm drawing a blank now. Um, he did a video of Bruce Carpenter. There we go. Bruce Carpenter. He had the, at the time, had the BNSF, uh, I don't remember what it was called, but I don't think that railroad's in, in existence anymore. I think he's moved on to something else, but uh, a different kind of railroad rebuilt it. But anyways, um, I want to say it was episode for uh, Great Model Railroads, volume 42. And that's where I first learned about this. And basically he went on, he had, I can't tell you how many people in this group, but um, we'll just say like five, there's five, five or seven of them in this group. So each person's railroad had industries, um, separate kinds of industries. It didn't really matter what the railroad was like his was the BNSF. There's, if I remember right, there was two or three union Pacifics. There was a couple that were, um, fallen flags, what that we call, you know, if you don't know what fallen flags are, they're like past railroads that have been, um, either, um, uh, you know, went out of business or they were gobbled up by, you know, one of the big, big, uh, railroads <clears throat> and then got shut down the lines or whatever. Um, but it, either way, you know, like, you know, he would have, he had a friend, one of the, in this group that had, you know, it, which was, um, the, let me back up here. The layouts were set up on the map in a sense. Okay. You, you know, this is, um, they figured out who was like, in a sense, the central point based on what they were modeling. Then there were two people that were in a sense out West or modeling out West. And they, uh, um, you know, and then they, they made a map of that. And then they had people that were North people that were South. And, um, so anyways, um, and East, um, so anyways, and each railroad had, um, their own industries. So what they would do is, you know, like, you know, uh, cars would pass through railroads, literally physically, they would, you know, like say he were on his BNSF, Bruce on his BNSF, he, needed to ship cars out to um, a lumber manufacturer. Well, he didn't have any on his railroad, lumber manufacturer on his railroad, but two layouts away, um, there was a lumber manufacturer. So he would, you know, based on his cars and their operating, his operating, which I, he, I believe he did car card system. Um, and he would get, figure out his empty cars, um, route them through his railroad, and ride them through his railroad the the right way, you know, to the, you know, east, west, north, south, what have you. And then those cars would physically come off the track, go into a, a, some sort of carrier box, whatever. And then they would be taken to the next railroad. And then that, when they operate at that next railroad, whatever time frame that was, the next month, same month, two months, whatever, um, they would operate him. Uh, working the cars, run them across that railroad to the, got to the end. Same thing to get to that last railroad that had the lumber manufacturer. Well, then it'd go over there, get routed in. And then the next time they operated there, it would get routed out, being loaded. 
and then it'd have to go through the next railroad to and before it end up um back on his and i believe he said you know sometimes the it you know it like his example in the video was like you know it um it takes three months literally three months um our months not model not model months <laughs> um three months for that car to go out and three months for it to come back and it's a it was very interesting to me um concept of you know that's really kind of cool because you know and i i've talked to a lot of people and brought it up and stuff and a lot of people are like oh i don't want you know anybody touching my cars or this that and like he brings up um you don't send expensive cars you know or highly detailed cars or something that you that you know you're gonna you know be very 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 unhappy if something happens to it you know i mean um because, you know, let's face it, you're physically handling these cars and not just on your own railroad, but you're moving them and, you know, so on and so forth. And stuff can happen, you know, hey, you know, it's life. Um, but it, it was and then, you know, he would have cars coming into his railroad. And it, it's really a cool concept because, you know, let's face it, it doesn't matter how big your railroad is. doesn't matter how many rail cars or locomotives, whatever you have. Um, you, unless you're physically taking them off, which there are people that do this, physically take them off the railroad and uh, off your layout, put them in drawers or what have you and put them away for a while and then get them back out. Um, you're going to see in a sense, the same cars all the time. And even if you are taking them off and putting them away, you're still going to see the same cars eventually. So this, it was kind of a cool concept and it, and it brought in that just watching and listening to the concept, um, of, you know, bringing in other cars that, you know, you know, I like, like my old railroad that I did, I actually, I modeled, uh, the one that I referred to at the last house, you know, 12, 15 years ago, whatever it was. Um, I'm, I was modeling the Iowa interstate. It was, it was freelance. The railroad was freelance, but I was doing, trying to do a prototypical. I didn't want to have like certain demographics, if you will, be tied to demographics. But I had, once I got, I think it was after I start or finished phase two and started phase three, I started doing that with a few people I knew. And it was at first, it was kind of a cluster until, you know, we, we sat down, talked, figured out the, you know, the kinks and this and that, that, okay, we, we can't do this. You can do this. You know, this is better than this, so on and so forth. But once you figure that out, it was really, really cool to operate. Um, and it was kind of the same thing. Like we each had our own operating session, but we, we operated each other's, there was three of us. We, we operated, um, three times a month. So once at my railroad, once at, you know, at each of their railroads, and then we just had one one weekend where we didn't, you know, it was for us to work on our stuff. Um, so, you know, like I could route mine out. Yeah. In a month, um, depending on, but it also depended on how you, how you fall in that lineup and, you know, and like I could send a car out and it would be two, three months, four months before it come back, depending on where it was going, because sometimes it would get to, you know, one of the other railroads and you know that industry i was going to was backed up because they he had several cars going in and out 
And, you know, we, we, that was one of our stipulations where if you already have cars lined up to go in, you don't push somebody else's, that car's got to wait, you know? And so it, it was, it's a very, very cool concept. Um, I, going back on the planning part, I did not do this because I didn't think of it, but on my current railroad I'm building, I did think of this. And in fact, I'm going to have two, um, turnouts that are like, in a sense, lines coming into my railroad, um, one for the East and one for the West. And once I get my second, uh, my second deck built, um, there'll be one up top and one down below. Um, so basically it'll be, you know, I, it'll probably be North South is what it'll be coming in, but, um, but it's a really neat concept. It's a good way to get some other rolling stock onto your railroad. Um, obviously you, you want to know these people, you want to know them at least fairly well, knowing that they're not going to, you know, you're going to, you know, go put cars on the railroad or whatever, and then, you know, never see them again. I mean, I, I wouldn't do it with total strangers. Um, but I, I'd like, I like to think that our model railroad community is for the most part, you have bad apples in every community, every group. We all know that. But I like to think model railroaders were a little different breed, most of us. But, um, you know, and it's it's just really a really neat concept. Now, I, uh, if I can get somebody to do that, um, now obviously they have to run the same scale. Um, you know, you have to have some basis like, okay, you know, you're going to use um, key, uh regular knuckle couplers versus horn hook couplers, stuff like that. But, um, that's all in details. Um, but it, it's a really cool concept, fun. I, I'll tell you at first it was kind of a headache trying to get it all set up. Um, but once you get it set up, you get all your parameters, we'll call it figured out of, okay, you know, this person's railroad, this, this time frame, and then this, you know, like it's, whether it's weekly, bi-weekly, monthly even. Um, and then you, and then, um, I actually did what Bruce Carpenter did is I, I ran my old railroad. I did, uh, just switch list. Um, and he did car, car, I believe it was car card set up with, with switch list. Um, but then they had separate cards made up for each individual car that he interchanged off of his layout and it it was all color coded so um he would put in a tag into this car or in this card send it out and that way people knew like when it passed through these railroads they knew where it was going well when it got to the end or where it was going industry you pull the little tab out and it revealed the color which was his color of his railroad, which I don't remember is blue or something. And they knew to route that car back there. So it does have some planning. There is some planning detail work, um, to it. Um, and it can be kind of scary the first time you do it. Cause even if you know people and it doesn't matter how long you've known them, it's like, well, this is, you know, do they have pets? Do they have, you know, I have to worry about, you know, a dog getting a hold of her, a cat jumping up and knocking it off the railroad, you know, but there again, don't send your, you know, like what I did on my old railroad was I took cars that 
um, that were less expensive. I'm not going to say they were cheap, but they were less expensive. I didn't do all the, uh, I, I just left like the factory. They were molded on like hand, hand grabs and stuff like that. Um, the other thing too was, I know I'd said, uh, talking about it in the past, like I had, uh, um, had those sergeant engineering, um, that are no longer in business, which is a shame. Um, but couplers, um, I was converting a lot of my stuff over while I had conversion cars, um, that had the, uh, those on one side and KD on the other. Well, that was one thing we all had decided on, um, that they had to be, um, KD couplers. Um, the reason being is just for interchange sake. Um, it wasn't really, it didn't really matter if they were like their traditional number fives or the scale 58s. Um, but that's what we needed. So I had to have cars that were set up for that. Um, and basically <clears throat> we wrote down a list of the industries on our railroad. Um, each one of us did. Um, we sat down, had a discussion. Okay. Well, you know, if, you know, I mean, a lot of people do as an example, a lumber yard, I'm not talking a mill, but like a lumber yard, um, on their railroad. So while you, you're not going to be really sending stuff from one lumber yard to another lumber yard, but if somebody had, um, a lumber mill, you know, you could do that. Um, obviously if there were some shared industries um a lot of people do co-ops whether it's grain wheat whatever they do the big co-ops with the stuff you, you know you're not going to send from adm to cargill or whatever so those industries were like okay well who has the be biggest best facility to receive and send out cars so we figured that out and then we uh crossed off the other people's industries or of that of that kind so we narrowed it down to a list that was manageable reasonable and we each had one and okay well i need to get this product from this industry and have it shipped to my railroad or i need to ship from my railroad to theirs so there is a lot or there, not a lot there is a fair amount of um thinking and planning on if you're going to do something like that and everybody i will say everybody has to be on the same page in agreement um and, and, but also if you, if this is something that you think that you're going to do, um, realize it's, it's nothing is set in stone. Um, just like your railroad you're building. I mean, you could build it and, you know, be finished and be happy for 30 years. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know, and you tell yourself, I'm not building another railroad. I like what I got. And someday you will walk by, see something, you want to change something and you'll be like, Oh okay, yeah, I need to change this. So this concept is an ever evolving concept. You know, you have to have an open mind of, you know, something might work for good for a while, but then you bring in another element or another person into the group. Now you've all of a sudden, you know, may have to change up something in your, uh, you know, what do you want to say, list or art, articles and bylaws, whatever you want to call it, of your group. and but you know, keep an open mind with it. Um, it does, like I've said, it does bring in some, um, interesting aspects, brings in some rolling stock onto your railroad that you would, you know, either a, um, 
never have on your railroad or if you would it just bring it, it gives you variety um i will say the downsides to it are like we've discussed you have the risk of you know you're physically handling your cars more than you would in your railroad or on your own layout you have the outside dimensions we'll call um the unknowns um taking your stuff over to your cars over to another railroad now mind you this isn't moving your locomotives this would be you take from your staging yard or whatever your yard you take it to this track that you either designate or put on your railroad and you drop those cars off and you bring your locomotive back it has nothing to do with locomotives we're talking solely cars here um and then when it's time you take those cars off the railroad um and then take them over but the negatives are you're handling these cars um so there is a chance of you know if you have too much detail on the cars of breaking them um you getting them over to another railroad like i said you know you don't know okay you know do, do they have an animal that would jump up there and either you know, like a dog bite it off the, you know, grab it and take off with it or a cat knock it off or, you know, or little kids that, you know, let's face it, little kids, um, sometimes they get curious, you know, and especially on, in, if they haven't seen that rail car on, you know, dad's or mom's railroad before. It's like, Oh, what is that? You know? So you have to, that's the negative side, but that also is where having an open mind comes in. Don't send and, and being smart about it. Don't send you know, a hundred dollar car with super detail and all this and that don't put it in that exchange, you know, put in the car that you can buy for, you know, 20 bucks or as say, or you can go to like a swap meet, you buy a box of cars for 20 bucks, you know, and let's a box cars, whatever it is you need, <clears throat> get them up to the standard that your group has decided, whether it's metal wheel sets, knuckle couplers, so on and so forth. And set it for interchange um that doesn't mean you can't run it on your railroad you can run it on your railroad all day in and day out it is your railroad and it is your car but just have a block of cars set for that so that way if the bad does happen a you're not out a whole bunch of money and b you're you know keep a light heart about the car so you don't you know i mean it doesn't matter if it's an inexpensive car. If if it's a car that you love the paint scheme on, don't put it in, you know, um, it, it, put in another one, you know. So that's really the only negative that I see as long as everybody, well, and then you're dealing with a group of people. So as long as the group of people can get along, um, work with each other, come to conclusions together, um, that can be a negative if you have that one person that, is always button heads with everybody, but, um, but really the, the pros outweigh the cons of doing that kind of system. So, um, yeah. Um, if, what do you guys think? Has, has there any of the, of our listeners out there that do that? Have you done that? Are you doing it now? Um, with that kind of system operation beyond the railroad, physically beyond the railroad? Um, let us know what you think. Uh, model railroad talk at gmail.com or uh, model railroad talk.com on our website um, reach out to us we'd love to know what what kind of system if you are using a system like this um, outside of your typical 
in-house operations. What, what do you guys do? Um, would love to know. Um, as an example, like my railroad, I've got, like I said before, I've got currently, cause I'm still in the building stages. Um, which if you're a Patreon member, watch, there will be an update video probably coming up this weekend. Um, but you know, I've got the one siding. Once I get my, uh, second deck, cause I'm double deck in mine there, there's going to be a smaller, uh, probably about half as big as my main yard up there. And then off of that somewhere, I don't have it quite figured out yet, but there'll be another one so I can accommodate more. Um, but I run, you know, like I'm using car card system with switchless. And for me, that works, you know, we're not going to get into the, those details, but, um, I am currently working on to where, when I do get to the point where there is somebody else, um, you know, like, well, we'll use Robert, you know, when he was, um, a guest and by the way, we're going to work trying to get him back here again soon. It's just tough with our schedules, but we will get it done. Um, once he gets his railroad designed and built and stuff, uh, him and I, we've kind of touched on it, uh, briefly, um, talking, he's interested in it. So I'm trying to get my end done, um, so I can help kind of guide him and then him and I can work through the kinks together, you know, like, okay, this is going to work. This isn't, but, um, so what do you guys do? Reach out to us. We would love to know. Um, so what we're going to do now is we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we are actually going to talk about interchange beyond the basement or operation beyond the basement, whatever you want to call it. Interchange, I guess is really what it's called. Interchange beyond the basement. Um, but it is, I don't want to say it's a new idea. Um, for me, I never really thought about it. Um, but I seen it, I seen a Facebook group and looked into it. And when we come back, um, we're going to talk about that a little bit, the Facebook group, um, and the concepts behind that, which I, this group, they're still developing, but, um, it's, it's, it's very interesting. So, um, anyways, it's basically a way to interchange beyond your basement without actually physically moving cars. And it doesn't matter what scale, what your standards are for your cars and railroad and stuff. It's a really cool concept. So stick around because after the break, we're going to get into that. Join the model railroad revolution. Go on over to patreon.com forward slash model railroad talk and become a premium supporter. By becoming a premium supporter, you get added benefits such as an exclusive private Facebook group, live videos while we record, access to the latest episode before anyone else, and more. Your support helps us continue to grow and support the model railroad revolution. Go on over to patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash model railroad talk to become a premium member today. All right, folks, we are back. Um, yeah, sometimes doing this, you have to take a little break. Um, that's one thing I found is the first, I don't know, four or five episodes, I would do the little break in between and not actually take a break. And 
other than just like um if any of you have done a podcast ever like the program i'm using um i can go in and name them for my end and then um that way when i go to build in a sense the episode for that you guys listen to it's all one but i label it and then i would start right in and i don't know i just i feel like I'm able to put out better content for you guys um, if I actually do take at least a little bit of a break. So anyways, um, getting back to interchange beyond the basement. Um, We've already discussed physically taking cars from your railroad. Well, being part of a group of model railroaders that are all on the same page and are in your um, beyond the basement interchange group, we'll call it. Um, and moving cars, we've kind of told you a little bit about the downsides to, um, the, the cons to doing that, you know, the risking your cars or whatever, you know, um, and, you know, and some people don't like, I know like my old railroad, I was, uh, when I got back into the hobby, when I, or when I really got heavy into the hobby, probably 20 years ago, I, uh, um, I had at that time a mission that I was a, I was buying up cars and locomotives left and right. Um, it didn't matter what they were. Um, yeah, granted I had certain brands that I did not, I, I wouldn't buy. Um, but, mostly the ones I got either a had separately applied details, you know, grab iron, stuff like that, or they had, they their details were easy enough to chisel off or cut off and put on, like I was putting on wire grabs and stuff like that, especially on the locomotives and stuff, if they didn't already have them. Um, and in fact, a lot of the Cotto ones, you know, they Cotto locomotives. Um, I haven't bought a new one in a while. So I don't know, I, I would assume they're probably the same, but they have like the, they have separately applied details, you know, grab irons and stuff. But I, I know they used to be plastic Well, I was actually getting away from the plastic and I was going back through taking those off and, um, putting metal grab irons and stuff like that on. So, you know, interchange beyond the basement, physical interchange, as far as your cars and stuff. Um, if you're that type that, you know, okay, you've got X amount of cars or certain kind of cars that they have the molded in grab irons and stuff. I'm going to use these, but you got to think, are you ever going to want to upgrade those um, details on that car? Um, So, and if you do, are you going to want to continue to have this in that physical interchange beyond the basement? So here, I want to say it was about, couple months ago yeah a month and a half ago probably um just on some afternoon or evening um me and the old lady we were sitting just watching tv just well i should say we had the tv on um i was going through on my phone facebook and i'm i'm a i'm part of a quite a few model railroad groups and facebook um i don't really interact in them that much it's more looking at what people do, getting ideas, um, you know, uh, informational. And 
I came across, or I should say, uh, one popped up for me and, um, as a suggestion and it's, it, um, it's called model railway. I can't even talk. Wow. Model railway freight exchange. Um, so I'm like, well, that's interesting. And, and, you know, I'm in several, um, which actually I've left a few, no, nothing wrong with them, but, uh, Facebook groups that are for buying, buying and selling model railroad stuff. And some of them are HO specific, which y'all I'm sure know that I'm HO scale. Um, but I, I first seen this, I'm like, you know, model railway freight exchange. I'm like, you know, it's got a different name, so I don't really want to join another buy sell. So, but I'm like, you know what? I'll click on the info and read it. And, um, um, it, uh, I go into it and start reading. Now, mind you, it is a private group. Um, but I read about the, the about info, I guess is the best way to put it. And this group is basically the same thing that we just talked about interchange beyond the basement, but here's the twist. And you're probably wondering why I went into the second part talking about adding detail to you, your cars, locomotives, whatever, basically mainly your cars as where that was supposed to go. Um, and that's where it, is I guess I'm using that to lead into this. If you, even if you have people in your model railroad group, friends, whatever, that you trust and everything, you know, I'm not saying you can't do the physical car interchange beyond the basement. Um, but this is actually, it's a neat setup. And it, and this group is, is a, we'll call it a young group. Um, but, the concept, and I'm not saying this is the first group or this is the first time this concept's out, but um, the group is a younger as far as, or it's a newer group. Let's put it that way. Um, but basically it is, um, the idea behind it is you, this private group, um, the members of it. So like on my railroad, um, I have, uh, or I will have when I'm said and done, I will have, um, uh, a metal recycling facility. So I'm going to need somewhere to ship my scrap metal after it's been processed at my metal recycling facility to a steel mill or of some kind. Well, if there's somebody else in this group that has a steel mill, I can quote unquote, ship it to them. Not, not actually not what you're thinking. I'm not going to put my rail car in a box with the load and stuff and physically send it to them or take it to them. That's not what it's about. It's basically a person in the group can put out in the group, Hey, I have using the example I just used, I have a steel mill. I'm, I'm in, I'm in need of scrap right now. And so then what I would do, and, it, and this is the best part, it doesn't matter what scale you're in, it doesn't matter what, um, you know, how much detail or how little detail you are into it, um, it doesn't matter what your railroad 
you know, what, what, what kind of railroad you have? Is it a, a loop of track with a couple of sidings and with industries on it? Or is it a full blown, you know, um, center page, front page model railroad or worth, you know, I mean, it, anywhere in between. Um, but you know, this person can put out there, Hey, I've got a steel mill, I need scrap. And then, um, and w I'm working with actually the creator owner, whatever you want to call it, uh, admin of this group, um, on trying to work out some of the details, but, um, it would be like, okay, you know, I would respond by saying, Hey, I've got four cars or five cars, whatever, of scrap. And I, you know, I need to get shipped out. And then basically I give them, you know, the car number. Um, and, and then what they do, you know, and, and I'm thinking, you know, send them a picture or whatever, that kind of thing, just so it gives some interchange paperwork, whatever you want to call it. But, um, and you put that out there and then that person in a sense, okay, designates certain cars to, okay, this this is coming in that person puts it on the railroad interchanges it in and then in the meantime i just simply take those cars take them off my railroad for the time being and then they go and switch them in and you know unload them and then however long it takes i mean obviously if somebody slacks you know you can say forget it and i'm putting it back on <laughs> my cars are back on the railroad but you know the the theory is the concept is you know they the next time they operate their railroad, they switch them in or when they can get them switched in um, and get them unloaded and then get them switched out. And then they message you and say, hey, your cars are on your on their way back to you. So then I would um, then in turn take the loads out of the cars. So the cars are empty. Um, we'll say gondolas is what I'm using. And I would put them on depending on where this person's railroad uh is located not physical like where their like where their basement is but like if if their railroads based out of say the east or the north or south of me or west of me whatever then that would i would put them on that inbound track um like i like i discussed before on my road with the physical part you know interchanging physically beyond the railroad you know, I've got those, well, I will have two right now. I've only got one, um, that one track, I would put them on there. And then the next time I operate on mine, I switch them back in as empty. Um, I really like the concept of it and yeah, there's, we've got to work on for the group. Um, we've got to work on more specifics and come up with kind of, um, I want to say guidelines because I don't want it to sound like it's too, you know, um, governmental, I guess, but there needs to be, there definitely needs to be some, um, guidelines as far as, okay, you know, person a needs these cars, person B does the, you know, has these cards, loads, whatever, you know, or not just person B, but several, whatever, but there needs to be, um, some sort of, guidelines to keep so everybody okay this is how you communicate this is what you do um if you don't have you know say black 65 foot guns you know this is how we do this um and yeah so it it's a really cool concept um 
that it gets you that that interchange that that operation beyond um beyond just running your own railroad and let's face it i mean there's a lot of model railroaders that are in places that they may not there may not be another model railroad or known model railroad let's put it that way there may not be another known model railroad with with the actual operating layout close by you know that might be several hundred miles you know from where one person has it like for me i mean i know there isn't here where i live in the town i live in um i know there's a whole bunch of them but it's just the point you know if you live clear out in the country in the middle of nowhere you know it gives you that ability to be able to have that interchange a little bit of excitement a little bit of um change up if you will um for your railroad um yeah uh, definitely check it out though it's model railway freight exchange um you know like what i did was i came up with um I'm I'm a dork like this. <laughs> so I have my logo that I came up with for my Iowa Eastern Railroad. Um, so I have that, you know, it's like in a sense on a letterhead. Um, but and I and when mine's said and done, I'll have two towns. The main town um of Egremont is the main big yard. And then I'll have a smaller town um of Montana. And so I have on this sheet listed you know, Egremont, you know, um, the industries and stuff like that. And then I go a little bit further into, um, describing, okay. Um, well, like I'm going to have a, um, uh, in the town of, um, Montana, I'm going to have, um, uh, a trans load facility. Um, so I'm calling it transcon and, um, but then I list below it, general commodity um transfer basically you know it's that's what it is i mean cars will come in and then you know people in a sense pay this business to offload cars you know less than rail car you know and then they store it or whatever you know i mean there's there's you can go way into detail on this stuff um but um so yeah i mean there's uh, there's just a lot you can do with this. Um, and, and it's fun. It adds to the excitement of model railroading, you know, and it may not be something that you're even excited about. Um, it might be just something that, um, you just, eh, you know what, I'm just going to do it to myself. I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to stick with operating myself. And that, if that's the, if that's the case, I don't blame you. Um, yeah. So, what do you think? What are your ideas or thoughts on this? Um, I do recommend if you are on Facebook and I apologize, folks, I'm trying to get past this, um, crackling. I don't know. It just started the last episode. So, uh, apparently I need to either upgrade my mic already or my mixer. I'm not hundred percent sure. So, um, until I can get to that point, folks, please bear with me. So, um, but anyways, what do you guys think? What what's your ideas on that kind of interchange, whether it be the physical interchange beyond the basement or this uh, model railway? Uh, excuse me, I can't even talk tonight. Model railway freight exchange group. Um, if you're on Facebook, look it up. Um, I highly recommend you join it. 
look into it. Um, <clears throat> you know, but what what do you think? I mean, is this something is this something that you may be interested in? Um, if so, reach out to us. Um, we could potentially um, branch off in conjunction with this model railway freight exchange on Facebook. We could potentially branch off or, or not or not branch off, but in conjunction with them, do a model railroad talk interchange setup. Um, you know, what do you think? Um, reach out to us. Um, if you have ideas, reach out to us. If you have questions, by all means, reach out to us. I mean, um, any way we can make this hobby grow, make it better, more interesting. And the more interesting we make it, the more interest we will get into it. Um, to kind of go on a tangent here, you know, you hear people say, oh, model railroading's dead, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's it's not like it used to be. Well, nothing is ever like it used to be. Yeah, model railroading, I, I, you know, I'll say right now, the thing that sucks about model railroading right now compared to 15 years ago when I was heavy into it, the prices, holy cow. And we've discussed this before the, about the prices. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, you just have to figure things differently but you know model railroading is not dead i think there are still a lot of model railroaders out there um i think they're closet model railroaders or they're i don't want to say closet but they're uh, their railroads theirs and they don't really want to share it and if that's if that's you listening to this that's absolutely fine i'm no, i'm no way trying to cut you down um, I, I, in fact, I, who was it? I talked to, um, was it, I don't, or maybe I heard it. I don't remember, but, um, I'd heard it or, or something or read it or something about something about how this person's dad, um, was afraid that, um, he, he you know, nobody, ever knew you would have never known this person had a railroad in the basement and people would come over and say, let me see the trains around. The guy was like, what are you talking about? Because he didn't want people knowing what he had in the basement. Cause he was, you know, afraid of people breaking in, you know, and whatever stealing, which I, you know what? I, I get it. You know, I mean, some people are a little more paranoid than others, which not cutting them down, you know, Hey, you know, to each their own. But, um, but, you know, railroading or model railroading is not dead. I just don't think, unfortunately, because of the Internet and you can buy everything, anything and everything you want online that affected the hobby shops. Um, so you don't see the hobby. You do see hobby shops, but that have a lot of model railroad stuff in it. They're far and few in between. And the ones that do have a lot of model railroad stuff or model railroad only uh, shops, you know, uh, they supplement or at minimum, um, at minimum, they supplement with online, you know, website sales. But uh, a lot of them, it's probably a majority of their sales anymore. You know, let's face it. Why do you want to go across town or to another town to, pick up something that you can order and it'll be there in a day or two or whatever. I get it. Um, I'm on both sides of it. Um, I'm hoping, you know, I mean, 
I'm almost 47 years old. I'll tell you that. And, you know, I, yeah, I've still got quite a bit of work life left in me, but that's why I'm, I started my model railroad business. And right now, yes, it's just online, but eventually I would like to open up a store, um, for two reasons. A, we need, we don't have in our area, a model railroad only shop. You know, there are other ones and we've discussed this before. There are other ones. Yeah, they do sell model road stuff, you know, and not cut them down. That's great. But I remember my first, I don't know, it's not my first experience um, in a shop that did model railroad, um, which was when I, I, you know, was in, and some of you may know this hobby Haven in Des Moines um, when they were in their original spot, you know, you walk in to their shop and it was literally trains wall to wall, floor to ceiling train stuff. And then you got about halfway back and they got into RC stuff. Well, their new, Oh shoot. I want to say 15, 20 years ago, they moved built or whatever, moved to a new facility. And yeah, it's a bigger facility, but the last time I was in there, it was almost like, their model railroad section shrunk and the RC and plastic models grew. So it kind of overtook. And, you know, um, I don't know. I just, I remember my first time stepping foot into a actual model railroad only shop, which was here in the area I live, which the store unfortunately is no longer there, but it was a very cool feel, you know, and I knew that this is a store I'm going to visit all the time, so on and so forth. And, you know, I mean, eventually I would like to have a store like that, you know. And, you know, I'm, and of course I'm trying to look at down the future, uh, you know, for when it comes time to retire, I have something to keep me busy so I don't go haywire or, you know, um, um, go mental or whatever. Or I start, you know, you know, let's face it, ticking off the, the girlfriend, you know, because I'm, I'm bugging her too much, but, um, you know, so model railroading is not dead. I just think it's the physical interaction that you used to see more so, um, because there were more hobby shops that had model railroad stuff. It was more common thing. You don't see that as much, so it doesn't get talked about as much. Um, you see it more, you know, obviously online, Facebook, whatever, you use um yeah you see it on there but you know it's it's kind of sad really if you think about it that um this day and age it's so easy to get anything online and you never really i mean you know there's people that i've i well i know people that know people in a sense that they the only reason they go outside their house is you know just to go put gas in the car or go drive around to burn some gas just so they can get out of the house because they work at home, work from home. They order their food, whatever, you know, anything they need, they order it online. So now if I could stay home day in and day out and just build and build and build model railroad stuff, yeah, I guess I wouldn't complain. <laughs> uh, but anyways, so yeah, reach out to us. Um, model railroad talk at gmail.com or you can go to our website www.modelrailroadtalk.com um we do have a facebook group or facebook page model railroad talk 
um, reach out to us. Let us know. Um, actually, I've been thinking about doing a private group for listeners. If that is something you guys would be interested in. And um, I don't know. I just I'm not going to do it unless there's enough interest in it. Um, and it would be I don't know that I would have to figure out a way to make sure that the people joining it are actual listeners and not spam, but cross that bridge when we get there. But, um, but you know, there again, we could do that and maybe incorporate this model railway freight exchange into it. And, um, and you know, let's get something going. Let's, let's, let's make our hobby more interesting. So, but yeah, reach out to us. Um, eventually we are going to um we're trying to get a i'm trying to work out a way to have a phone number you can call and leave a message i do know on um spotify here i don't know all the platforms i honestly have been so busy i haven't had time to really go on the other platforms and explore more but i know spotify uh listeners can leave send a message comment and they can actually leave voicemails i'm not even really sure how they do that but um but i I have a button right here that I can look and listen to a voicemail, you know, from you guys. So, um, but yeah, reach out to us. Um, and don't forget, um, Patreon, um, just that simple $3 a month helps us, um, upgrade. Obviously I need to upgrade or do something different with this because I keep getting that crackling and it's driving me nuts. So so I can't imagine what you guys are feeling. but also, if you don't feel like, say, joining something else like Patreon or whatever, we do have uh, um, uh, a PayPal a, a PayPal setup, wherever PayPal account setup, model railway, model railway, I can't even talk, model railroad talk at gmail.com is the um, account. Um, by all means, um, if you just want to do a one-time donation, great, you know, um, we'll take it. And like I said, we'll put it to good use, upgrading equipment. And then eventually, ideally, I would like to, um, once we get, you know, if we, if we can get a fair amount of, um, funds coming in donations and stuff, you know, like we've said before, start purchasing stuff, you know, listening to you, our listeners, what do you want us to review? And then we'll review it. And then those that are um, supporting members, um, which would be anybody who donates or whatever, will have um, um, a giveaway or something, you know, of the item we reviewed. So, but thanks for listening. Um, hopefully this episode was good for you. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, shout out to Robert. He's working hard every day. Um, said we need to get you over here, um, get our schedules lined up so we can get you back on the show. Um, we're actually going to, I'm going to work. <clears throat> um, I've got to do some work, um, trial and error, basically work to see about um, being able to get a, uh, like I can get a phone call in and have it run through. I'm, I know I can. I just, I just got to figure out the logistics, but I'd like to get that um, um, Mike um, W, um, on here as well and be able to start having, you know, listeners call in that kind of thing. So, um, anyways, hope y'all are having a good, um, day, night, whatever it may be when you're listening to this. 
Um, thank you for listening. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. Seeing the numbers skyrocket like they are. Um, thank you. Um, and from that point, um, we are going to pretty much say we're going to call this today. Um, what do you think? You're probably done. Tired of listening to my voice. Probably ready also to hear somebody else's voice. So hopefully, hopefully I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Your next episode, hopefully we will have somebody else to listen to as well as me. So keep your fingers crossed. So anyway, folks, thank you for listening. Um, and y'all be safe. And we'll talk to you at the next episode.